0: welcome to the jeff gross podcast this episode is brought to you in partnership with party poker go to partypoker.com to play tournaments cash games and improve your poker game make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes all right welcome everyone we have got a very special podcast today one of my closest friends bill perkins from a boat somewhere in europe i believe just off the coast of Mexico, bill how's it going
1: it's going great, man. I'm having a great time. I'm actually, like, you You were giving me a lot of shit about, like, having my shit together. And basically, Mykonos was so great, I went OOL last night. And for you guys that don't know, that means out of line. And
0: so we're having a good time, though. It was all It, it was all good. You got it. You got a little bit. I hope, yeah. I know I told you, you know, take it easy a little. You have to make sure you wake up, get on the podcast. We've done a podcast before. Today is pretty special, though, because... You are launching your book, Die with Zero. You sent me a copy. I read it. It really is, it's powerful. I bought 500 copies. I'm giving them away every stream. Uh, I think everyone should read them and, and everyone should read the book. And, uh, you know, I want to let you talk about that. But how does that for you to, to be an author, to be put this book out, how important was that for you to do? And, and uh, how long did it take you to do that? It, it, it took a while. I mean, um,
1: it, 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 it. From like kind of, you know, I've been talking shit for years, right? Like, you know, I mean, I talk about my philosophies and ideas. I've been debating and bouncing off friends and kind of like how I think about things. And, and people have said, that, you know, they got they got value out of it. And um, a lot of people came back to me like, you know, thank you. You know what you said or this happened, had an impact. And, you know, I've been thinking like, hey, there's a formula or an app or something I can do to help people like optimize their life. And so I, I was like, um, you know, I'm gonna do an app, and I've been talking about it. And you know, it's in the book. It tells about like how I finally destroyed that broke the camel back. A conversation with my doctor about when he asked me like the psychological question about like, are you do you fear running out of money? And I was like, well, I hope I run out of money. And then you know, I led to a, a conversation about my whole philosophy. But um, it, you know, then it was like, okay, shit, I'm not a writer. Like, if anybody see me tweet, like. They're sometimes indecipherable. You know, I don't check the errors. Like I'm just like, hey, they'll figure it out. Put it out. You know what I mean? Right. So I I I, um, spoke with a a ghostwriter, somebody that helps you write the book. Right. Like you tell your words. You 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 have all kinds of interviews. You write shit up and then they clean it up. They 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 take your words from the recordings and put it into intelligible, easy to read sentences. Right. Because you know the way the way you speak is not the way you write. And um, we first did a pitch. You know, for to, to all the agents so I can have an agent representing me. Then I went to New York. I met with six agents. Uh, five of them really wanted to represent me. I chose one. And then um, we w- met with publishing houses. And then they had an auction. And they're like, okay, we cut this deal. And then they're like, okay, you got to write the book in, uh, they said, a year. And I was like, ah, you know. And then they gave me like, I don't know, 12, 14 months, 16 months to make the book. So I think it was like a two-year process, soup to nuts, plus some change uh to, to to get it to get it done. Tony, Tony there's Tony L V one twenty two in the house oh, in the now, man. I, I'm
0: telling, I'm saying I'm getting jealous. I, I got the FOMO not being there. It looks looks like a blast and, and you guys are having fun. Why is Tony right there right now? No, he just went downstairs,
1: but if he comes back up, I'll tell him to give you a shout. Yeah. Tony come back up sometime. All right. So <laughs> Yeah, so, so you write did this out the jacuzzi, the ju- jacuzzi's back there, so he's he's chilling, you know.
0: You guys are you guys are doing it right now. I, I, so this is something, you know, I want to talk a lot about the book. I want to talk about we have a lot of things to talk about, but in particular something on our last time we chatted, it wasn't really a podcast, but we did throw it up. It was uh we were talking about it was around the coronavirus time. I think I was in Russia leaving. This was right when it was all started. But something that stood out to me, we were talking about phases of life. And, and I think this is what I got out of the book was one of the more powerful things. You know, I think a lot of people are on autopilot. It would be safe to say or just not really thinking about things. This is sort of what the book brings to light. And maybe could you talk a little bit about phases and you know about what that means yeah. in your life and how you know different times are different different parts and you can you know maximize that uh, that was very powerful you know for just for example for me you know, i'm in baby phase like you know, i've gone to europe with you a few times had the time of our life i've, I've been s- single i've had you know you go, you're you married you have kids you have different things in different phases so explain a little bit about um how you don't get that back and what that how that how that is in the book and, and you you describe that
1: Yeah, a lot of people think about like just, well, you got to get it done before you die. And then, you know, that time passes. Right. Or your health passes, et cetera. And I I talk extensively about that. But also there there are choices we make in our life, what, what, what are called dynamic decisions, that it's not a singular decision. It affects every subsequent decision in your life. And then also time is passing with people in your lives that, you know, those seasons go away. Like, so I, I talk about, it sounds morbid, but it's really liberating. It's like, you don't have one death. You have thousands of deaths, right? Your, your, your high school years, they're over. Your college years are over. Jeff, you're single, traveling around Europe, growing bananas with, with, with me, dears, they're over. You know, now you're a dad and you have, a, you have a, a, young, a young son and, you know, you're changing diapers and you're spending time with him, whatever. And, you know, it comes with all the joys and the pains of doing that. But then eventually that season will pass too. You know what I mean? And then you'll have, you know, you'll have a young boy and there'll be, you know, sports and soccer. Cause I know you're a big soccer fan. So who, who yeah. am I kidding? Play soccer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, there'll be a time when he's like, dad, I don't want you to come. I just want to hang out with my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and so on. And they leave the house and, Whatever you want to do or whatever you want to accomplish in those 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 seasons, you need to lay them out and get them done because they pass you all the time. And they're and there are different areas like your first job, your so and so, your time as a waiter. Now, your time as an actor. Now, you're a movie star. Now, you're a producer, whatever it is, whatever your career trajectory is, whatever your love life trajectory is, you know, life has their, these seasons and phases that you go through and if you're not optimizing each phase and what I mean is getting what you want out of those phases, right? Like, cause I'm not like, Hey, you know, you do this, you should do that. I'm not telling people how to live. I'm like, make sure you get what you want out of it. And what happens is, is that we get good at things, right? And we're focused, like we're focused on making money or we're focused on that. And, when you get good at something, it's like automatic, like you ever drive home from a route and you're like, how did I get here? You just kind of auto drove. Right. Like it wasn't even like you were paying attention, but somehow you made all the right turns. You stopped at all the right places and you got home. Yeah. That, I think that happens in life. And you you kind of miss what's going on around you. Right. If you ask, hey, did you see the guy on the street? No, I didn't see him. Like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't have hit him. But like you are just not paying attention. And that time passes you by. I think that happens to us in, in, in life. And I, I try to people like, hey, take a moment, get off autopilot, map out your life from now to the grave. And in each time bucket, you know, I, I break them out in five years. You can break them out in three, two, one, whatever. To the day you die, what experiences do you want to drop in each time bucket? Right. Because yeah. you don't get a bucket list. You have all these buckets, you know, all these periods that that go away forever. I, and I, wanna, I think it's hyper important for people to, to do that.
0: I want to ask, because it's very interesting in how you break that down. And and just if you would give a little bit of not advice, but your experiences, because like, for example, a young father, a lot of my friends are, you know, have one, two, three, four year olds right now. A lot of people actually a lot of your friends as well. A lot of people are, you know, going through these phase. What would be something that you would say? Because to me, this is very challenging. Like myself, I feel like I'm in sort of the, the peak of my, you know, doing content, poker, doing different things. Right. But I also have my son and it's like, I want to, you have Brisa sky, um, you know, Corbin, you've had children and these experiences. How do you balance to become super successful, uh, make money, do, do your craft, whatever that may be to be the best version of that, but also be a great parent, husband, um, son. So how do you find time to balance that? And maybe what would you have done differently or what do you think you did well? And what do you think you maybe would looking back, say, wow, like, it's crazy, but if I had thought about it differently, maybe I should have spent more time here because it didn't really matter that I got this much. Like, do you know what I'm saying? How would you sort of? Yeah, yeah.
1: I would have really benefited from my book for myself. Like, if, if if it was a time machine, I would go give my book to myself right. when my kids were younger, right? And I, I always say, like, I, I got to be getting it wrong, right? But I, I I, you know, but if you're consciously thinking about it, you're in the right path, and you're reducing kind of like that suboptimal balance, right? Because, right. you know. Obviously, you can't stay in a house all day to being two with your kid. You know what I mean, two years old and and behaving at a two year level label, And you can't go work all the time, et cetera. You know, it's just I think taking a step back and at least being consciously aware that these phases end and you won't get to do this again is 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 what you need to do and take a step back. And as a as a young father or or mother, uh, it it just seems like the diaper changing years will never end, right? Like because you're just like I'm, you know what I mean? You're like, wait, how did the laws of physics change? How did a baby this small produce this much shit and you know blow out diapers? And anybody who has kids knows the term blowout diaper, right? Like, yeah. and so like, you know, you 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 get kind of almost needle scratched into a newer environment, right? And you're you like, oh shit, I gotta I, I do this, and because you're just like hustling and trying to work or whatever, you don't think of like the total arc. So like, I I think like if you're you know, you know, I think where we shame ourselves the most and where we shame other people is with parenting like, Oh, I wouldn't have done this. You should have done that. You should have breastfed bought longer, you know, all that kind of crap, right? Happens. Yeah. I'm like shame, but at least take a step back to think about, okay, when I look back at this period, zero to five of my kid's life, what would I have liked to have done and seen done with them? And to make sure you at least get that right. Other people might tell you, you should do this. or You should do that. Fuck that shit. You know what I mean? If you can get off autopilot and think about it when you're like, hey, after it's year six and I'm looking back at the zero to five years, this is what I would have done. This is the time I want to spend. And you execute on that. Then you're doing a great job. You know, half a life is showing up and you showed up. Not only did you show up as like physically, but you showed up mentally, spiritually to like put your heart and soul in thinking about it, you know? And, and yeah. you, and you take them off autopilot. A lot of times I was on autopilot trading and blah, blah, blah. And missing things that like, when I look back in retrospect, I was like, why, the, why the hell did I make that decision? Yeah, I'm I, I like, "Wait,
0: that, That's I sort of my question because it's sort of like an obsession though. Or like you said, once you get really good at something, it's like, let's say, you know, you're hourly. And I remember when we first really became friends, you know, and, and I was, I learned a lot from you and like, I was like, if I do this, if I eat this piece of pizza, it's 45 minutes on a treadmill or, you know, kind of thinking you're hourly and how all this stuff works. But that's kind of, I guess, the question, though. It's like, what's enough and how do you know? Because if you're in the zone, if you're at the top of your craft and you're just mastering something, it's like, what, what did that extra hour may do this extra for you? Uh, I, so you're, you're answering the question, but that, that's what I struggle with. And I think a lot of people would say the same. It's hard to – and when you look at it phases, that's a good way to do it. But it's just tricky to say, like, oh, I could spend this 30 minutes extra with my with my baby or, or like, play with them. Or I could do this, but this 30 minutes of, of uh, work – or whatever that may be you're doing could could set you up for more in the future or for a better future. So it's like, I guess it's just not like that. The reality is we're all not, we we're all learning and guessing and trying to make our own formula. Right. And it's not, it's not really, there's no right answer. Sometimes I also
1: like to think like, if, you know, I, I left this out of the book, but sometimes I like to think like, what would I pay to go back in time to have one more day, one more, you know, you know, X. And so, um, you know, that is a calculation. Sometimes I do in my head. It's like, Oh, do I want to make an extra thousand, 2000, whatever, whatever the hourly or whatever. But then I think it forward, how much I would pay 10 X that to have that, you know, be at that birthday party and be the dad at the birthday party or right? I would pay whatever. And as long as, you know, as long as you're past, you know, a lot of people will, sometimes you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, if you're, if you're not covering survival, and you know what I mean? You have to go out and survival and, and make and, and um, you know, you got to do it because you got to pay for, you know, obligations to pay for. Then, you know, that decision sometimes is made for you. But when you're in a position where you're like, hey, I, I can I have I have this choice. I don't have you know, I don't necessarily have to. It seems like an expensive choice to make, but maybe not, you know, maybe not. And as long as you're thinking about it and you're deliberate about it, you know, you're off autopilot then you're a great dad. You're a great parent. You know what I mean? And you'll have less regrets when that zero to five time ends, when that period dies and you move on to the next period, you'd be like, you know, I got,
0: I got, a, I got
1: what I wanted out of this time bucket. And I'm very content with, yeah. with the way
0: it, it, it it's now. also, you know, it's super interesting. Cause I, I look at like these pockets too. And like, I remember probably like 20 to 28. That was like the time where just kind of, Figuring stuff out, roaming, doing whatever. Everything seemed, but I remember thinking in my head, "Well, this is oh, it'll be like this." Uh, but th- the reality is, it really is true. People hang out with single friends. You have friends that are that have kids. Friends that are, you know, like, if you're if you're married, you're not really hanging out with the single guys because they're out running around doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? yeah, you can't. And so it's like it really is. And then if, if people don't have kids. They don't understand. Right. Like you, if you have kids, it's a it's a it's a production to do like a, a weekend or to do a, to meet up and go to dinner. You have to like plan nannies, this, that, whatever it might be. So it's not so simple. Right. Like you, you really do. Oh, need yeah. To be whatever time. And it's not just it
1: kids. It's like you were you were the guy working in the mailroom and now you're the manager and now you got all this other responsibilities. Like, oh, great. I always want to be manager. but Like that cuts off all the shit. And I got to deal with this problem. This yes. guy wants to quit. I got to fire this person, you know, all this whatever. And then you're like, shit. You know what I mean? I wish when I was just in the memory room, I would have went out and partied or did whatever I wanted to do back then because now I'm in this phase of my life. I'm the manager and I got to be more responsible. You know what I mean? Etc. What, what, you know?
0: what phase is, how would you describe Bill Perkins right now? First of all, super congrats to your engagement. That looked unbelievable. The production and just the execution. So congratulations to you and Lara. That's unbelievable. I'm so happy of course for you guys. So congrats, congrats on that. What phase, what phase is this bill? Are you going to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil or put you on the spot, but uh, are we, is there a chance we get on the baby train again? Maybe Joseph has a, has a friend uh, and are we going to, yeah, yeah, is yeah, on the table? I, 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 it's
1: definitely on a spot, but like it's uh definitely, you know, that's a high, high, high probability uh situation there. You know? Right.
0: Um, you might, I might catch you on round two. You're you're sort of cheating the system. You would be doing another iteration. You're doing you would be right. I gotta uh, stay in
1: shape. I gotta stay in shape. Like I look at all the health curves and all these things. It's like, well, um, I'm definitely I'm definitely going non-traditional in, in, in that aspect. And so, you know, very, very keen on how much health uh, affects. All your experiences, you know, um, not only does it uh, affect how long you live, but the quality of your life while you're living and 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 the quality of every single experience is like in, in, in our model, like when I model it out on a computer program, you know, health is a constant uh, variable across product diverse experience points, you know, and so. Um, and, and that also changes the experience other people relate to you. You know, if you're old dad and you can't move around with the kid running around, you know, run down the soccer, you know, know, as he's running down with the soccer ball and you can't run down with him, that's an experience I would like to have, you know, with the kid. And so I'm, I'm keen on having my health and things like that. So, I I mean, yeah, I I got that phase. I'm, I'm doing round two on that. Pretty soon, so so.
0: You're, how would you describe <laughs> the current phase you are in? Last year we had, you know, your fiftieth. Uh, it was at Necker Island. That was a that was an all time experience, And one certainly I'll never forget, and I'm sure everyone there. It was just really, really special. What phase? What are you in right now? I mean, are you in? Are you retired? Well, retired. I mean, are you like? What's your? What are you? What is? What I, is I, the I, phase your life?
1: You don't have to, like, people say you have to retire. You don't have to retire, but you have to, you have to convert the resources that you earn into experiences. And so I'm very much in the point where I'm getting close to where my net worth should not go up. doesn't matter what I make. It should not go up unless, like, you know, I hit the lottery tomorrow or something like that. And then I got another problem, right?
0: Just um, <laughs> <to spend. laughs> uh, yeah, some cousins and people coming out of the Yeah, yeah.
1: Too. So, like, if, I, if I'm like, oh, I don't, well, I don't want for nothing or I don't want to do anything, then, you know, my, my charity budget goes up. So, you know, I'm preparing. I'm heading into that phase of my life, knowing that, you know, no matter how much I try and maintain my health at this current level and my mental acuity and all that other stuff, that it's going to be in decline. And therefore, I'm bringing all sorts of experiences that I would want to, you know, that are out in the future. And I'm bringing them forward. Right. And that because I'm doing that, it's changing my spend pattern. Right. Because there's no sense. Like, there's a lot of activities you know, I talk about delayed gratification to the extreme is no gratification. There's a lot of experiences that do not make sense for me to delay, right? I, uh, you know, I usually use wave running as an example, you know, because I have a bad back from playing football. Once your cartilage cracks, it just keeps cracking, right? And so the shock of riding on waves or whatever is just not, you know, it's eventually my back won't be able to take it. And so I'm not delaying, wave running to 10, 15 years from now. Like, you know right. what I mean? I don't know when it's going to end, but it's going to end, you know? Yeah. And so like, I'm I'm like, okay, let's, let's spend the money on wave running. Let's, let's go. And I know that even if I wanted to, which I probably won't because your attitude changes and your, and your, and your likes and interests change besides just your body, your lung capacity, your bone density, your energy levels, all those things start going down. Um I, I know that, I, those activities, no matter what money I have, I won't be spending them on them. I just, right. I just either right. will be unable to, unwilling to, or won't enjoy as much. Yeah. And so I'm in that phase of like identifying what those are and bringing them forward. Uh, 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 realizing that you know, according to my death clock, you know I got about 36 years to go. Now I, I tend on beating that, but you know my experiences is seeing like the tail end of your life, right? The last two, three years, you know, for a super, super majority is not running around doing shit. Now, obviously there's 92 years olds out there that are like hustling, running marathons or whatever. I'm not going to be delusional and thinking I'm in that set, right? Most of the people are just kind of hanging out, watching Jeopardy, having grandkids coming over, reminiscing about the old days. And so I'm, I'm making sure that you know, as I'm in this super phase, as you want, if, I, if I'm going to make up a term, you know, these these next um, 20 years, 10 to ten to 20 years that I am ordering my experiences correctly, you know. And I, I've said it several times before, like life is like Tetris, you know, like you're up in heaven. God's like, you're going to get this many resources, you know what I mean, and w- while you're on earth, right? And you can do all these things. Big giant bucket of things, right? And the only problem is, is that in order to do them all, you got to get the order right. So if Jeff waited to do all his Burning Man raving days till after he got married, I'd be like, sorry, Jeff, got the order right. You don't get the Burning Man experience. Click, click you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kids, you That's know what I mean? Like, I like that. you it's know, exactly like I right. get, get the order, right. Oh, Oh, you want to go hella skiing off whatever. Well, you waited till you were 90. There's no shot. You're going hella skiing or, you know, 86 or 75 or whatever it is. Right. right. There's other experiences you do. I'm not saying that your life is not enjoyable. I'm just yeah. saying from the totality of the arc of your life, uh, you didn't optimize it. Right. And, and your experiences are what constitute who you are. You know, those memories from those experiences, are, you know, your enjoyment and how interesting you are and how you define yourself. Yeah. And, you know,
0: I mean, I think, and and that's, I think, uh, the experiences that that is ultimately, is that what you say when you were to if people are purchased, die with zero, they, they read the book, they take the audio version. You're doing the audio, right? You actually did the audio uh, version. I know I heard you say you don't like your voice, but I think that's true for everyone says they don't like their own voice. So I wouldn't worry about that. That's, that's nice that you do do your own. So it's got the, the nice touch. Yeah. I did the audio
1: book. is not like go fly out and light money on fire book. Like, that's not what it's about. Like, and I didn't even make this up. Like, I came to discover this through experiences in my life, but um, an Italian um, Italian economist, uh, Roberto, I I can't remember his name, but in 1957, he came up with life cycle hypothesis and he won a Nobel Prize later for it. It It's basically if you want to optimize people, if a rational person is optimizing his life, they would end with zero. They would... You know, they would end their life. When they died, they would exactly hit zero. You know, obviously, you, you know how it is. There's is billions of us. No two people come if, it, if it's a, and it's a simple idea. Right. So I would expect that somebody had to have done this before. And in doing the research for my book, etc., you know, it's out there. You know, it's out there. My book is more kind of like the mental model and 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 and, and um, how I came to that discovery, and how it applies and, and and the things in my life that, you know, these these epiphanies I had and mm-hmm. examples to explain why this is the correct way for, you know, to be thinking to optimize your life at every phase.
0: Absolutely. I just did check real quick. I think it was the early 1950s and it was Franco Modiglini and his student, Richard Brumberg. They made a, the hypothesis, the life cycle hypothesis. Is that it? Correct. That is yeah. it. That is it. It looks, looks fancy. It looks, uh, but yeah, that yeah, basically... Yeah.
1: That shit. They don't want all these formulas and no. blah blah blah.
0: They want the picture. Economic graph, picture models die with zero. Yeah, I, I
1: was unaware of that. Like I, I just had like life experiences, and I think it's kind of it's so rational. Like I think people are thinking that, and we ha- we have those cliches. Like I want my last check to bounce. I want this to happen. I want whatever, right? And um. You know, I, I came across it in 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 not the not the actual paper or whatever. I just came across these experiences in my life that I was like, OK, this is what I want to do. I want to optimize my life. And a lot of it was like, you know, it's chaotic. You know, it was like, oh, you know, me, you know, I describe about how when I was younger in New York City and I would see all these older rich people. And I would be like, who gives a fuck? They're old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're very ageist, right? When you're 20, somebody who's 50 and rich, you're just like, who cares? Like, what can you do? You know? Oh, you know? Yeah. You, you, that's my age right now, right? And, you know, and and um, even though I had the uh, the magnitude wrong, I had the direction right. Right? I, I, you know, at some point, you know what I mean? All the wealth in the world doesn't matter. You know, obviously on your deathbed, it doesn't matter. If I drop two trillion on you, you, you can't do anything, right? And so... You know, I figured, okay, and when you're a baby, $2 trillion means nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're going to crap your pants and and cry for mama. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you have. And so I I hypothesized there had to be a curve and a formula to optimize your wealth and your spending. And then that led me to the the thought that, hey, there's got to be a net worth peak. If you have to end at zero, right, there's got to be a time where you should be spending on your net worth to zero and it should peak. And then I realize it's not a number; it's got to be a date. And then I realize that date has to be not necessarily your age, but your physical age, right? Because there's people who are thirty, like like you know, they they're probabilistically not going to make it past fifty five, right? And then there's people who are thirty that are going to live to one hundred and two, right? right, or whatever, or or even if they died at the same date, right? This person is going to have. This kind of, you know, this kind of like rectangular, you know, utility function, and was one was going to have this slope, and that right. drastically changes your spending curve, right? right? And I was like, oh, let me let me make a computer model and do all this other kind of crap, and it's like hypersensitive, uh, intensive, and we have one, but it's more um, a, a validation on kind of the direction than a, like a, a like. You get an exact number out, right? It's kind of like a magnitude thing, you know, a tester of it. Yeah, I mean, really.
0: And you, you take in unforeseen events, something happens, people, you know, the healthy people stuff, you get a, uh, yeah. you know, God forbid a disease or overnight you go to the, get a routine checkup and something happens. And now it's like, well, I'm 38 or I'm 27. And things are not what I expected too. So like, there's also, I guess that, you know, there's these un- unforeseen things happen. We, you know, it gets, it gets yeah, magnified team. when a well-known person, you know, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, like shit, like, you know, stuff happens. Like there's no, there's no guarantee, yeah, so there's yeah, there's no guarantee money because that you're yeah. just like going to live to a hundred or 80 or whatever. Like there's all these other iterations of, uh, of things. So, I mean, if you really factor in that as well, it's like, you really want to live, right. You want to enjoy because you just don't know, like you go that route. No, yeah. Time.
1: And you can't, you just got to pe- you get, you know, you, you, you model to the, you, you model to what's predicted. And, and, and obviously there's variance in that and you have to live each day. You know, you can't be like, Oh, I'm gonna die tomorrow. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. You know,
1: and you can't live like I'm, you can't live like you can live to a thousand. So there's a rational way to go about this. And if this program was running, in a perfect world, it would continuously update every day or every hour, right? It would have all the health inputs. It would update your trajectory of your health curve. You, yeah. Every day, it would be linked to your bank account. It would be like, okay, Bill Perkins, you should be spending this much in just, you know discretionary income this year or whatever, and that would convert into these experience points. You would pick out your interests and your hobbies. You would say how much you want to be potluck. And discovery, you would throw all that in. And I have all these grand ideas of like version 25 of this thing, or building an API where people can bring all these modules and have it put it in there. And then I realized, wow, this is the computational intensity of it is like, you know what I mean, versus the error rate, right? Like you mess up your your life is so sensitive to the health input, right? You could have massive swings in yearly spends, you know what I mean, at different age based on the slope of your health decline. And I thought, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to strip out all the extras and we're going to put in a a smooth, but more importantly, it's like, fuck the model, right? The mental model is what you need to optimize your life. How to think about these things, right? How to go about making these decisions. How do I get myself off autopilot and, 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 and think about the arc of my life from now, wherever you are, whether you're 20, 30, or 70, the arc of my life from now to the expected death date. How am I going to break down each period and what experiences do I want to get out of them? Once you start identifying that, you don't need a model. You know. I mean, if, if in theory, if you know, like, hey, I want to go skiing 10 times in, in my 50s and I want to go to opera and I want to play chess in the 70s whatever, you know how much money to spend in which period. You don't need my stupid model. You know what I mean? It's, it's it. tailored to you once, you yeah. know?
0: It's also interesting to think about. Model, you know.
1: We're going to, to say model because it's a computer program and you're putting all this information in it's whatever. You, your brain, you got a very powerful computer in your brain and all you need is a framework of how to think about things and then you, you, you go. Right. You go, and that's what
0: this book is. Right. That's awesome. I mean, this chart, this chart alone, if you just really look at it here, I, I mean, it's sort of what you're describing uh, right there, just sort of just like even from a basic perspective, right? It, you know, it doesn't take rocket science or a formula. You basically understand that's how it works. You, your health goes down. Right, right. as Your so, age and your money usually goes up, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the... The, uh, the gist also I mean if you really think about what matters and experiences in life and doing things so if you think about when you were in high school and you had a you had a you had a pimple and you didn't want to go out or you know or this, you know some event that ha- or you failed a test looking at like things that happen and like really what matters like no one remembers you know oh shoot did we lose Bill I don't know if that's his internet or mine I'm, um, I'm
1: here dude. I, no, I, I, just I just came, came back, back.
0: Oh, you froze up. For All right. But yeah, I would say, you know, saying like these things, a lot of the stuff that really you think at the moment seems sort of like, it just doesn't really matter. You know, ultimately it's about the bigger picture of memories and, and enjoying your time and the little things that people aren't going to remember when you're, like you said, you're on your deathbed. You're not going to remember about, you know, what grades you got or whatever, right? Like there's, there's experiences and you want to maximize the, that time. Explain to me a bit about uh, this, this book from your example, from your book, where I believe you gave your it was either your mom or your grandma, I think a $10,000, some kind of gift, something. Yeah. Had, and you basically saw that, I think it was your grandma and she didn't grandma. spend the money because like you gave her 10 grand and then she want, she bought you like a sweater or something for Christmas or something extra, some little, you know, give an example. But the point is, yeah, it doesn't. it's like if you have wealth or if you have ability to give and do sort of like your children or your will, that type of stuff, If if you want to give your children an experience or, or money or set them up differently, giving them something in their thirties versus like when you're 80 or 90 and they're 60 or 70, it may not even make any difference to them at that time. Can you talk a little bit about?
1: Yeah. Uh, so that I, I believe my grandmother was in her seventies or at the time. And, and, it, um, I, you know, I, I just thought like, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you have you, my reference point. wasn't too deep thinking. I was like, uh, no, I would want money. I had money at the time. I was you know, rising wealth, I, I gave my mom, I, I was like, let me give my grandma, you know, check, 10K, whatever. And a card, <laughs> you know, give the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. And, uh, you know, all, all, the, all the only amount of money that she spent on that is, I know she gave me a sweater for Christmas, yes. right? I, I, I had, there's no evidence of any spending, anything. And I realized like, oh, okay. Like she's past the point. She's not oh, going to get a
0: jet ski. She's not going no. and she's not, she's not throwing going out to to live. Uh, you know, like it's
1: not she, like she can move around or whatever. And it's not like she wanted for stuff. It's just kind of like she was past the point of converting money into experiences efficiently. Yeah. And so therefore money had like less utility to her, right? She was just gonna like eventually die with it or give it away or whatever, like give it to aunts and aunts, like redirect it, right? um which is still an experience in itself but but you know it it hit me I was like wow that's crazy like I would blah 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 at first I was like oh man I would if somebody gave me 10,000 I would you know I would do this I would do that and I'm like wait a minute this is my ancestor I will become a version of her mixed in with some other like this is gonna be me (laughs) this is gonna be me so if I'm saving $10,000 for 75 like I'm 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 a clown I'm a clown you know what I mean I'm taking 10,000 in discretionary, right? Obviously, I talk about in the book about your survival number, and this is like the base amount of surviving. I don't want anybody to get the idea that this book is about lighting money on fire because this book is also about balance, okay? And and optimization, not about lighting money on fire. Uh, And so, um, you know, it made me, it hit me like a ton. You know, a lot of things hit me at different periods to come up with this kind of, framework of 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 optimizing your life and dying with zero and 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 the arguments on why you should and why your net worth should go down at a certain age and and never and never go up etc which that graph if you wouldn't mind bringing that graph back up you yeah. know we kind of we kind of put it up and dotted and danced around it but you know it's kind of this this principle is, is like hey as as your health declines your wealth might be declining but the activities that you can do get cut off. So the the increased wealth doesn't mean anything, right? And so the area under that curve, those two curves that cross cross that uh, we put in yellow, that's the shit that you can afford to do and have the health to do, right? And so it makes sense, you know, in this case, to bring that future money forward and spend it while you got that health under that health curve. Right. And there's other curves, right. There's the mental curve and, 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 and other things like that. And also kind of like what I would call the attitude curve. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can go to a club and go glow sticking. I just don't, I just, it's just not in me anymore. You know what I mean? My glow stick days are over and I've said it several times, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can maybe drag me in there or whatever, but I'm like, you just won't see me out there with the glow sticks, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, an ability thing it's just like a, a, a and I, I don't even think it's a maturity thing it's just taste change that period right. has passed in my life
0: you know right. I'm, yeah no I mean it's yeah for sure you could say that with so many different things think like even I remember when I was playing video games uh, I remember even at your house in 2012 or when we, we came when I met we would come I, we, you'd still play a video game once in a while but I remember thinking when I was younger, I was like oh this is great like you know, it's fun to play FIFA. It's fun to play these these first person shooter games. And I'll always play at some degree or maybe I'll play with my kids one day. But now it's like, I don't have time. Like I don't have time to do even the other stuff. And I just don't do it. I, it'd be hard for me to pick up a controller. And it's like, things just change. Like the, it, things are not the same. You just like video games are not part of my life. Like I, it's fun. I would like to do it, but I just don't. You know, I don't play it, and and it just that just keeps hitting home to me about the phases. You know, things just change. Yeah, as much yeah as like like, I think like five years from now, I'm like, oh, this would be great or whatever. No, it's like things are different. It's just different what your your priorities are, and and it's uh, it, it and, and part of that is just before not really being able to be aware of that. I think not mentally, that's what you're saying. Awareness. This, If nothing else, bring awareness. Don't be on autopilot. Don't just let things go. Think about it. Well, yeah, maybe like you said, chess, chess would be, you like chess now, but you're not becoming a grandmaster. Maybe when you're 75 or 80, you might want to play more chess because you can sit and be there and it, it might, you know, that might be something where you spend more of your pie at the time. So I, I just think it's super, yeah, it's really interesting, fascinating. Yeah. And this book, if nothing else, Will bring awareness, I believe, to to think about. Yeah, it's really
1: it's it's really about being present, um, present and off autopilot enough to think about the total arc of your life and what you want to get out of it, right? And so that that's what it's about. And then you know, like you like you said, like even you know, I I usually use the health aspect. Like you know, I always say like, yeah, my memories of playing football are now more pleasurable than me actually playing football right now, right? And, and I usually think about it in health a sta- health standpoint, but you bring up a thing about the video games. It's like, yeah, my memories of playing games back in the day when I used to play, you know, Ghost Recon and, you know, Echelon 6 and, and, and yeah. BioShock, Bioshock, one of my favorite games. Like, my memories of playing that game and that game, and I love that game, and I, I can talk about it, whatever, or it would be as much more pleasurable. The memory dividend of playing those games is much more pleasurable than actually me sitting down and playing Bioshock right now. I don't right. know why. Right. I don't know why. But you know that phase of my life has changed. I've changed, you know. Right. And 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 as I do my 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 hopefully slow but slow march to the grave, you know a lot of things are going to change. Uh and and I need to make sure in those periods whether it be one year or five year buckets that I've I'm thinking about what experiences I definitely want to have. And also, you know, thinking about hey, how much do I want to be, you know, discovery and potluck, you know? Cause I, you know one of the things I always say that's not so much in the book, but life is discovery. You don't know what you want, you discover what you want. You know, so you need that. You need that. Uh, that that adventure, that potluck, that like kind of wow, whoa. You know, I didn't know I would love Mykonos, and it's, it's freaking ridiculous. I love it. Yeah.
0: You know? that, that that that's that's i agree with you completely let's let's talk a little bit about poker because you know we we're here this was the the triton million i remember this walk you were chip leader we were going the wrong way we got to make sure we didn't get hit by cars and in the uk you <laughs> end up playing a million pound uh buy-in tournament this is actually a really fun fun vlog i remember that i remember the hand verse i should pull the hand up where you remember versus igor uh, Kurganoff on the bubble. You had, I think, Jack. Yeah, 10. Jack. You were, his you were right there sweating. He was basically dead on the flop. He turned like the nut draw. Somehow he turned out to him. And what what was that like playing a million pound buy-in? You know, proportionally okay, whatever, but still, it was the largest buy in the history of poker. You're a recreational player by by the standards of the field, although you've done work, you know, you and I have worked together in the past. I know you've, you've gotten GTO coaching the last couple of years, you know, with some of these doing work with, with people and you've, you've dived in and taken the game more seriously. What was that like playing there and, and just arriving? You're a chip leader. I think going to the, the day two or
1: people took pieces of me, right? That was, that was one of it. And,
0: and I, I bought a piece of you. I believe in you, you Bill. You bought a piece
1: bought, of me. Hook bought a piece of me. I think, uh, Dan Smith bought a piece of me. Yeah. You know, like a, a couple guys bought a piece of me. And then, um, uh, I forget who else, but like having investors changes my focus, right? Like I, I can't, I can't be fucking around. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like I like to have fun in poker. I like to socialize almost to fault. Like poker is a social game, but it's too much of a detriment. And so when you come up with a million pound event, higher roller, et cetera, like you want to be laser focused, you know, and, and having investors always focuses me because I am always going to treat your money, your life energy, your time that you put into it much more seriously than my money, because my money could just be entertainment. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what type of frame I'm going to wake up and I'm like, ah, I might be bored. Or I want to, you know, I'm a little frustrated or I'm tilted. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't do this. I am. Rest- I'm a, right now I'm the steward of other people's money. So that yeah. was great because it, it, it got me focused going in. Um, I
0: I think I I actually I agree just to talk about that. I think that's the perfect formula. I believe when people play poker, I think it's the, the right mix to have your own money invested. Also, have a little bit of sweat with other people. I think that's the right format. I think if someone's fully staked, I don't think it's a great thing because uh, not saying people won't respect it, but I just feel like, you know, it's just, it's nice. Like even like now I love when you know you have a little piece of me, everything I play, it's nice. I, I like that. I, same thing. It's like, I, I don't want to punt. I want to play good. It's also camaraderie. It's fun, you know, to give a little update. It doesn't change anyone's day usually. Right. But it's like, nice. You know, I remember the the million dollar, I think you had a hundred percent with Timex booked on the side at the time. And, and remember it was a million to first from a thousand dollar buy and he was sweating talking buyouts it was uh on a on a yeah. scoop final table like it's just kind of fun to it's like a, a talking point yeah. with friends. yeah having, having a piece but it's also like a good point like it's just kind of yeah nice and i and love fun. i
1: love making them proud right and yeah. so and yeah. so you know that's the number one thing you know i felt in being focused it was you know i i was i was actually somewhere else on vacation they really wanted me to come i came i got into it and i was like okay i'm, I'm going to be You know, I'm going to give it the seriousness of I'm managing other people's money, you know, which I do professionally. And so then from that aspect of it, I was professional in my play. Right. Doesn't mean that I'm not making any kind of errors. Right. I'm no super wizard. Right. But I'm I'm consciously taking a path in that game. You know, that has a high probability that I'm going to return my investors money. Right. And so a lot of people were like, why are we so nitty or why were you X, Y and Z? And I was like. I felt like I didn't have the right to take the variance, you know, these high variance existential spots, you know what I mean? You know, like I'm not, I'm not there to to do 51, 50, 49 for those guys. Like I was choosing spots where I'm 60, 40, 70, 30, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean like what the card calculates. Like if I ran a bluff, I felt like it was 90% this guy is going to fold. You know what I mean? Right. Just based on what was going on. At least I might've had the analysis wrong, but that's the type of spots I was taking so that as I played the minefield of tournament poker, right. I wasn't mm-hmm. stepping on 51, 49 favorite minds because if you do enough of that, you're for sure getting blown out. Right. right. And yeah. so, yep. so I, I, you know, I was short a lot during that tournament. I got up to chip leader, you know, had some bad run shit, whatever, but then finally got into that very dramatic hand on the bubble uh, where it was like, oh, shit, he's all in, and I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have to you – know, I looked at his stack. I'm like, okay, this is his range. I, I, I am most likely ahead. I'm all in. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was a sweat, right? Uh, Igor versus uh, yours truly, and let's say the good guys won.
0: <laughs> I, I had. The, I think i actually had yeah we had there's there's Larry there on the rail i think coming up here i believe we had the full the thing do you remember what was going through your your head on that all in because i mean it was i mean there's was the biggest bubble in poker history million pound buy-in it was whatever you get you know whatever the minimum there was right here yeah. it was all in jacks to tens what was going through it, your it's mind
1: it's so funny think? like I, i've been in like
0: Look at Liv. Way bigger Liv. Spot. Yeah, people are yeah. high tension, man. This is as good. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. It was.
1: It was definitely. My heart is like kick out, kick out, kick out, kick out. And like I've been in bigger spots monetarily for sure, and been like whatever, you know, and lost whatever. But. For whatever it is, like the the drama, the fact that I have backers, you know, it's a big event. I really ego wise want to get to the final table. I had doubters, you know what I mean? Bought pe you know, people selling me at 90 and 80 cents before the tournament, you know, shit like that. Like you just you just want to win. Like you just want to win in your head. And, you know, I think it's some sort of psychological effect where like you just think the the shit's gonna go wrong right to try and prepare you if things are gonna go wrong right you like figure oh okay you know i always get sucked out on or whatever like you just have this like impending car crash kind of feeling coming and then you know next thing you know on the turn he picks up all these goddamn draws and i'm like Shh. i was like in my in my head i'm going mother always me i'm lucky in everything in life except the you know, <laughs> I, I remember thinking, but, but yeah, I it,
0: it was literally over and then the turn came and it felt like you weren't gonna win. I'll be honest. It was like it just yeah. didn't feel like a real turn card. It felt set up, you know, just like yeah. you're like dead and Igor calls for it and he gets the and then you almost feel like you lost. <laughs> there it is, there it is. <laughs> is. Is that the is that like to play this tournament though? I mean, you really can't get more more value than this, right? I mean, you get there, you're on the bubble, it's exciting. You know, this is like, yeah. I mean, this is look at the 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 tension, just everything was great. What do you think about the Triton and these high roller series? Obviously, COVID now, uh, live poker is paused, but did you enjoy? Do you think Triton did oh, a good I, job? I like, loved it. Like, it play man. They,
1: they loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. They put on a really, like, for a live poker event, high roller, they put on, like, a very class, well run event. It was, it was, it exceeded my expectations. Look at Larry; like <laughs> we were so happy. Like you know what I mean? I've had I've had twenty million dollar days, and I haven't been that happy. You know what I mean? Like I, I like literally trading. Like oh whatever. I just went home and be like yeah that's what it is. You know. And I've had lost days. I, I'm very stoic about it yeah. uh, at work because you have to be. But here it's like you know, felt like I just won the the, the championship, and it, I, and that was just getting burst burst in a bubble.
0: You know yeah, that had a little chips yet, but like that kind of is that something for you, poker? Uh you're saying trading, being stoic. I, and I, we talked about it before, but is is uh, is that something you started playing on the floor, right? When you were trading, you would play with some of the guys and you Yeah, would I wouldn't
1: play. even call it playing. Like, you know, I had I, I would call it like straight gambling, you know what I mean? And 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 bluffing. Gambling and bluffing is what I would call it. But uh, you know, I had this idea of poker of this, you know a totally cartoonish view of poker back in the day of like uh some math but a lot of just bullying people around with chips and gambling and 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 being aggressive you know and and obviously that slowly changed over the years but that's where i started you know for sure immediately after i you know i was like texting the investors are like happy to make you money happy to make you money happy to make you money you know what i mean like it's a good feeling
0: No, for sure. That's one that, I mean, there you go. Talk about bucket list and things in your life. Like, you know, you're thinking, oh, do I play? Do I not play? You know, it's like, that's, that's one of those ones. You just, you got to play right in your scenario considering you could do it. You have the money and it's, it's sort of like those, that's a bucket list. uh, That's something no no one can take that away from you. You cashed the million pound largest. And
1: then like, you know, I I remember every hand and I remember, I remember getting tilted and listening to a prime mind. (laughs) I was like, I need to like, because I was chip leader and then, you know, freaking I have aces, bring calls like you bring over calls on the big blind and courts, you know. It comes out 10-10, whatever, and, of course, he has a 10 in his hand. Like, of course, he has a 10. Like, and I'd right. lose that hand, and I'd have ace-king three times in a row, lose every single one, you know, not in a row, but, like, in, in orbit. And all of a sudden, it's it was-
0: so funny, though, too, because it's so results-oriented. And, I mean, I guess I, I want to talk to you about poker and how it relates to your daily life and just life in general because I, I feel it, it's so true. Like you mentioned, you feel you're lucky in everything in life, love, uh, lucky in family, you know, money, whatever, right? poker yeah. you feel like you haven't been lucky at times. i really think that it hits home about variance and i myself you know i stream i play a fair amount of poker there's definitely times and i think every single poker player or person feels this like jaded like i'm like oh i'm so unlucky or this isn't right but really i mean life in, in is sort of variance in a in a nutshell right like everything's variance yeah and, and, and honestly or, yeah
1: I think honestly, if somebody did all video of my my whole life and add up them, they'd be like, ah, it's just not true, Bill. You know what I mean? You just remember the pain of, of getting cracked or whatever it was more than the times you got lucky. You know what I mean? Or things right. went your way. Right. And it all balances out. It's just variance. And so I'm very stoic about that in trading. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to poker, I've, because I'm entertaining and I have, I get other value out of poker, actually I get more value out of other things out of poker than on the table than ever. You know, the, re- the relationships I've had and, yeah. and created, uh, the things I've been exposed to, uh, and even business deals, you know, that has been way more valuable than anything I've ever won in poker, you know what I mean, in term- monetarily. And so because of that, you know, I don't come with this like super professional stoic, attitude about it, right? And so my mind plays tricks on me and the the emotional calculus doesn't add up. That's why I think I'm unlucky. Yeah. You know? Yep. You know what no, I mean? Because yeah, the, the, no, I, agree the,
0: completely. I mean that's what I'm saying though. I think life, if you really poker is sort of in my my opinion, it's the perfect Game to sort of that mimics life, right? Like there's just so many different things you can take, or or how someone loses, how someone wins, how you deal with this, all these different things that kind of apply to life. And I think trading and poker just go hand in hand. There's you have to really be able to, you know, make a lot of decisions and dissociate pain and loss. One hundred percent. What poker does Like for me Or you know Someone who Someone who bets understands sports And variance And these things You really can apply it On a day-to-day basis And look at something And say oh that happened Okay you know Yep that's That's unfortunate Let, Let's move on uh, what, 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 uh, what other things In poker Do you think apply To trading Or just in general That you take That, that, that are you see I mean basically
1: Like I think Poker is a psychological Test for people You know it's like it, You know that you, how you react To variance And bad beats And stuff like that It's a great emotional test And a lot of times Like after a session Like if I lost And I go back and I make decisions that I knew were the wrong decisions or I'm overdoing this or, or under bluff and over and over, calling, over Like I can, after the session, and I need to do this more in the session, I can, I can trace those decisions to a mood or attitude or some other shit that's going on in my life. Right. You know what I mean? Some other thing. And like, it's, just, it's like almost like the psychological counseling going on, sometimes very expensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you're mad, you're going off the rails, you're doing shit and you're like, you're a monkey life tilt, right? And it might not even be because of the poker. It might be because something else going on in your life. Um, of, of course, the variance and the money management and all that other stuff, like that's been discussed ad nauseum. Um, yeah. about sure. like how parallels in business and taking risk and all that other stuff. But I think the the psychology of it is it's definitely discussed, but maybe not as not not as much. Yeah. You know, all not- the different forms of tilt, board tilt, you know. You know, yeah. feel like you'd be bullied. To, whatever, like there's, there's all like I don't know, seven, twelve types of tilt, maybe even more. You know, we probably the sure. therapists here to talk yeah. about it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. And 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 uh, uh, t- you've talked about and actually, I remember at the Thirst Lounge, we were in Reno with the the crew there. We don't want to talk a bit about Thirst Lounge, but that was you were talking some of the numbers, and that we're not won't talk them exactly. We've had big numbers in trading, wins and losses, and and just um, do you. How do you believe you were able to deal with that? Like, how how do you mentally stay down the center of the fairway when you have a massive win or a massive loss? And what what, what differences are on a for you? Let's just say the day of the next day. Like, how how are you able to? to I stay? just go
1: into it like I, I, you know. I've been with I've been with zero or negative. I've been negative. You know what I mean? Not 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 zero, but like Owen cats forty k. You know what I mean? And 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 um, you know, I survived. And I th- and I thrived and I had great times and I live in, you know, I'm like, I'll be grateful. It Does it, is it worse off objectively? Yes. Uh, will I be okay and thankful for what I got? Yes. And so, you know, I decided to get in the ring and if I'm going to get punched in the face, I'm going to get punched in the face. I know I'm going to get punched in the face. Like, what? why am I getting upset? Because I'm getting punched in the face or I get knocked down. You right. know what I mean? Like, you all get knocked down. And sometimes you can even come back and fight when you get knocked out. Like, but I don't want to get knocked out. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Like, Just and so. Point couple tasks
1: I'm I'm in there you know I've decided to take this and if I can't if I don't have the 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 attitude right uh then I need to stop and I will stop um but that's part of it and that's part of life like you don't you don't like the bad shit that happens to your life you don't get to control like that's the bargain of life like bad shit will happen to you it's gonna happen yeah. to me happen to you you know Your dad, you know, if the natural order of life happens, your dad dies, this happens, somebody breaks your heart, somebody lies to you, somebody cheats you, somebody you trusted disappoints you. You know what I mean? This bad thing happens, that bad thing. You don't get to control that. Okay. So fucking stop trying to control it. What you get to control is how you react to it.
0: Yeah. It's not about what happens, how you react, because shit happens.
1: It's it's, the only thing you get to control is how you react to it. Right. Um, And that's internally. Your, ment- your mentality and and also like what you're going to do next. Right. And so that's that's it. That's it. And once you like get over this idea that you're going to control these things. Right. I, I think it's kind of liberating. You know, you're just kind of like, all right, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you get a chance to be upset and disappointed and cry it out or whatever. If you if you if you're that person uh, in that in that particular area of your life, you know what I mean? Like, d- don't get me wrong. Like when my marriage went i was distraught you know what i mean but like eventually it, it is what it is like it did not work and and whether it was my fault their fault whatever timing it happened and i now need to move forward and do the next do my best right now now going forward you know and and you know with trading and finances i've just been you know that type of person like i i have the gift to be super stoic about those things you know Right, and you know that that's helped because I've gone bust. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've got, I've made it, gone bust. You know what I mean? <laughs> made yeah. it, gone a little bit bust. You know, yeah. made it like like I've done it, and so I, I am Lucky about- to have that, but you know, you it's not like something that you know you can't develop. You know, I think Tim Ferriss is a big stoic. He's he's big on that. You know, there's other people that can train you how to how to develop that so that you could be you know, happier and more effective in what, you, what you're what you doing in your life, whether it be poker or business or your love life or whatever, you know?
0: And, and, and in terms of um, betting or, or wagering, like, let's say, you know, Kelly Criterion, that type of mindset, if you have an edge or you think a bet's good, let's say in trading, how you've said some numbers to me in the past that were pretty, pretty startling, alarming, or I don't know, I guess just not what I would be thinking. What? how, let's just take percentage wise. If you feel you're like 57, 43 or 60, 40 on a bet, like how much, like, where do you take uh risk? Assessment? 20% of my net worth. At a, What?
1: Sixty forty is 20% of my net worth.
0: I thought you said a hundred percent of your net worth. No, no, no. I know you're wild, wild Bill, but <laughs> sixty forty, you would do 20%. Of I, just, I
1: mean, like, I, mean, like, I, I just try and find as close as optimal. Right. And if I was trying to like, I, I would go above it. Like when I was younger and I had like, I was close to the floor which was let's say it was waiting tables and making $50,000 a year. I could go 100. Then save my ass off, live like a fucking pauper, you know what I mean? Get up to that amount again and jam it again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so like uh, you know, like you, you don't you know what I mean? Like cuz you you can you know, you like you got your total bankroll, but some total bankrolls are like pseudo total bankrolls because within a year you could probably recoup that doing something else, especially at like uh uh certain amounts, right? Like if I, I, I've seen it done way better than me, but there are tons of resources out there on how to live frugal AF. Frugal as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? This and, actually, and have yeah, and interrupt me. whatever. And
0: so it's like I want to segue this exactly now. We're talking Thirst Lounge. I heard you mention this blip before, and I know, obviously, Thirst Lounge, that was an interesting project. It was fun. Learns But speaking of frugal, Matt Forsythe, you said you almost envy him. He lives in a car, basically, with oh, yeah. no expenses, travel the world. You did the flip- a coin flip trip, which I thought was super interesting. If no one's che- if you guys have, haven't heard of it, check it out on YouTube. I don't know if there are well COVID and whatnot, what but how many, there were several episodes where they would either get yeah. 500 or 50. I think it was uh, Matt Forsyth and John party. They were traveling around. Um, yeah. Is that right? No, Ford. no, no uh, Adam. Adam, right. Survivor Adam and uh, Matt Forsythe, They would either flip a coin and be in a place and get to spend live like kings, spend five hundred for the day or or fifty. And uh, a very interesting concept. But you know, for you, I mean, that, like you said, that Matt's at an age and he's that thing. I mean, that's there's something powerful in that to be free and roam. Yeah, and
1: yeah. The whole the whole concept was is like you know when I get to like this level of wealth and this is where I'm at in my life, people are like, Oh, that's easy for you to say you have this, that, and that one, the other thing. And I was like, dude, I was busted. And I did that. And as a matter of fact, I see people really fucking living life, having these adventures, doing things on like little to no money, right? Like literally like you could panhandle and get the type of money that had in a day and then go on an adventure. And so we had this thing called the coin flip trip where yes, they could flip a coin and they would live like a normal vacation or somebody with money, 500 a day. Right. Or a person, or they would have $50 a day. Right. So like, and, and sometimes in very expensive cities. So like the $50 really was like 10, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you, you see their adventures and see them trying to like, you know, they meet people and they were couch surfers and they would have, they would actually have, what they told me is like, we had more interesting and better experiences when we had less money
0: right you know finding a less, way figure meeting people yeah. I, I saw i saw a clips of one where i think on that one they they end up getting in like a really nice dinner they got into a place and met with people and and gotten a free dinner you know some like great experiences yeah. and it, it very interesting the concept of the it was the, crazy
1: i was mean matt good. slept on a park bench one night you know i was like i was like what <laughs> you know i don't know he he was in the place he didn't want to go do stuff like i mean it's just it's just that you know you can have an adventure and, and i'm and, and you know one day Matt's going to write a book or, or coach people or tell something, whatever, like this kid is living. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is he in a fucking car and it sucks sometimes, but he's, he's adapted to it and he gets to go places and he does stuff and he's down for whatever. And he's, he's trained himself to like appreciate things and, and meet people and, and, and open. And it's like, wow, man, when I die and you die, I think you're going to have a better ride. You know what I mean? Like when it's all said and done, you know, the things he's doing, experiences the people he's meeting etc so i I, I don't know like he but he is maximizing his resources you know what i mean he's doing things that he wants to do his way and i'm not saying it's the way for everybody or whatever i'm just saying like here's a guy who's maximizing you know
0: yeah, I, I will say I would like to say about the book in particular, I think one of the biggest things that I've seen, if you call it haters or people, critics of your book and you know people that are going to, you know, there's always there's it for whatever, right? There's always people, the naysayers or this and that. I think the biggest thing, criticism I might hear is, oh, this is like BS, it's easy if you have. They call you a billionaire, Bill. I know you like to say you're not. you you've lit. You spend like a billionaire. You're you're you wealthy. you 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 whatever the number is. People are like, oh, it's easy to die with zero, or like it's easy to do whatever. Look at it. so. But the point is, like, take Matt for example. This book applies to someone who could live in their car. It's not about how much. The money. Matt? That's the thing I want to really. I think you need need to get across is this book is not for like the even Uber Matt,
1: car. right? Even Matt, even Matt. One day, I mean, he was going to want to have kids. His living in his car days pretty much over right like he's not going to live in his car with his baby right like he's going to have to do hope things really to meet his man. obligations he's whatever and he's going to have this dynamic decision so i feel like his these this period of his life he's maximizing it with whatever resources he has what's his resources he's got a car sometimes he has some poker bankroll sometimes he's got some scratch in his pocket but sure enough that motherfucker is on an adventure you know what i mean
0: <laughs> He's right. Of- he's, he's living. He's definitely. Yeah, yeah. he's like, You're
1: like, never going to invite Matt to a dinner party and he's going to be the boring guest. Like never, ever, ever. Right. right. Like, so yeah. like. It's
0: kind of like poker or trading to a, a po- at a dinner, at a party, a lot, like it's different. People are interested because it's not the norm. You know, people like, Oh, you play poker. What do you mean you play poker for a living? Or what do you mean you do this? Oh so, yeah, for sure. I want to ask you about coronavirus, Bill. We had a nice, we didn't make, we didn't call it a podcast. It could have been, we ended up having uh, a good conversation here. I mean, whatever we were. We were talking, and I, I forget. Uh, yeah, it was just around when COVID started. I'm very curious because we were talking about, you know, coming over to Europe. You're there now. Um, we talk about the, your thoughts on COVID. How have they shifted from? Let's see. I can't try to see the date, March 12th. So this is probably like. Well, let me let me
1: let me go into that so we can like. Uh, uh- like, cause we're, we're going to get crunched on time. So, and we you definitely want to get the questions. I just so, know, just, um,
0: real quick, what is your thought on you traveling and, and your, your take on it on the seriousness what, of this? So, so
1: I, I, will, I will tell you like when the data, you know, as, as the data comes out and we become more familiar with this virus and we get information, you know, the risk changes, right? Like the early days it was like unknown, you know, in Italy, I think almost like 10% of the people who got it were dying. You know what I mean? Or, you know, a steady five and a half percent. We didn't know what the total infection rate was. You know, there was only speculation. I was at home, you know, and I was like, I was eating in like a prisoner on death row. Because I was like, well, there's no way I'm not going to get this in the next three years. And I have a one in 20 shot of dying if I get it. I'm like, shit, I don't ride motorcycles. And that's, and that's a one in 10,000 of dying in a year. So I was just like, well, fuck it. I, I got to eat like a prisoner on death row. What does it matter? I'm going to die, right? And then um, as, as time goes on, you know, we get data about the comorbidities, basically be in shape. Don't be overweight. You know what I mean? Don't be fat. You know, all these things like you need to do. Stay, get healthy, you know, whatever, which reduces your chances of dying and also increases your chances of fighting off an infection for a mild one. Also, we, we learned that, you know, if you're in old, you know, what the risk buckets are per age, et cetera, you know, the odds of you dying have gone down. Right, significantly, right, and 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 they always the odds were the odds, but we our knowledge of it. On top of that, you know, we learn things about zinc and 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 preventative methods, how it tra- how it transmits basically in the water vapor in your breath and stuff like that. The, the viral load that you have to get, you know, a lot more information has come out in terms of treatment. So if you get it, you you're, you're going to be better off, right? Um, you know, whether it be whether it be drug zinc whatever, all these different treatments, you know, how the mechanism of action has disease and also ways that you can prevent yourself from getting it. So the whole risk profile our understanding of the risk profile, the, our understanding of the risk profile has changed and also the treatment options have changed such that the risk profile has changed. Right? Okay. Like if I got bubonic plague today, I wouldn't give a shit. Go to the doctor and get rid of bubonic plague. If I got bubonic plague, you know, 300 years ago, I'd be fucked. You know what I mean? I'd be, I would stay in every single day. And so as time goes on, you know, the risk profile changes. And so, you know, I, I think of things just like every poker player out there, watch, watching thinks of things in my life in terms of risk reward, you know, and now the risk has gone down, you know what I mean? So there's more activities that I can do. I still take prophylactic measures. You know, I don't, I don't want to be sick for two weeks, no matter what, even if I'm not going to, or three weeks or seven weeks, you know, I was just hanging out with somebody who was sick for seven weeks with COVID. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to I also don't want to be in jail. Right. right. <laughs> it's that that balance question. Right. Like what what what, uh, what what's my risk reward profile? And so, I, I, you know, COVID is serious. It's, it's not a joke, but it's something that can be mitigated. It's something that, you know, we can be smart about it and going about our lives. And I, I don't know the ex- you know what the proper procedures are for everybody or a nation, et cetera. I just know what they are for me. Right. Right. And right. you know, I, I follow I follow those I follow that risk protocol protocol. You know, I and and you know, I the fa- as a family, right? We have different people with risk protocol. My kids are like, I want to go hang out with my friends. I'm to do this or whatever. They don't care. You know what I mean? The odds of them, you know what I mean? The odds of them like having anything, whatever. They're like, whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. You know, I'm older. I'm like, it's still a little bit riskier. So I'm trying to balance all those risk profiles out. Right. You know, well, grandma might die, whatever. So, you know, we got to equilibrate. To the worst case scenario, right? That that we don't want to have, and 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 take precautions. And so that's kind of where I'm in COVID. I, I know I posted on my Twitter. We also have an internal analyst. Their sole job is to read research reports and publish the data on COVID.
0: Is, there, is So there if no- it's
1: the latest mm-hmm. great comes out, that like, hey, you know, this oral spray, this enzyme spray, really works as a good prophylactic. I know about it. The latest and greatest. I'm always on top of it. It's not up there right now, but I will definitely repost it. It's in there you know i gotta do a search uh twitter needs a search function inside it so if you type covid and you can search my feed for whenever i talk about covid yeah, It's
0: funny because you know my actually i i wasn't even i didn't get it but my my um oh, yeah. what sister-in-law yeah is that, i don't even know how that worked. My, my sister she was one telling me she was like yeah i follow bills like that's where she's going for her covid knowledge which i thought was funny just because like yeah. i didn't realize that that you know like she, she just was like saw it on twitter and she was using that as her like Data points. So, Bill, you got to post that back up, man. That's sort of. Yeah,
1: I post it back up. But every day I get an email, and that email we post to a blog from my analyst who reads all the reports, all the studies, gives us like kind of color commentary on it. What's the latest in treatments? What's the latest, whatever? What's cutting edge? You know, what's the good news? What's the bad news? Blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah,
0: don't, don't have, high, I don't, high, I your cholesterol. All, all these things, you know? Yeah, no, I just remember we, uh, it was, cause you saw this even before it was developing. I remember we talked in January, yeah, late January or February. So and you, were like, you were like, this shit's hitting the fan. You, you predicted it. You knew it was uh, exponential and, the the are not and all that. And you just, you know, it's too bad that it got out of control like this. Cause it does feel like no, it's really- too
1: bad. But like, I mean, the, you know, I I'm, I was out there warning people and telling people, but like, you know, my platform's only so big. I'm not the president of the United States of America, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, look, my job is a trader, I got to make money off this fucking thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's going to happen. <laughs> like we're right. shutting down. I don't care whether it's chaotic, et cetera. Right now, yeah. you know, now it's like, well, how do we open? How do we get people to comply? How do we get people to take this serious? You know what I mean? Like, what's gonna go on and you know it's unfortunate that um this thing has been politicized on both sides, you know what I mean you know from the fear hypers to the you know it's a no big deal you know what i mean it's it's not no big deal and it's not like the fucking end of the, it doesn't have to be the end of the world you know what right. I mean we yeah, it does
0: feel like it's absolutely worst case because it seems like it's one of the other it's like either someone is so terrified and that or they're like ah nonchalant and it actually it works out like really should find the right medium to to be like, yeah, okay, we, here's, we've here's lost what's happening. Here's what you need to do to, to stay safe, but it's sort of like you just get caught on either side, and then it's sort of a, it's like yeah, Democrat, Republican, or you know, church and state, whatever. whatever like we that.
1: lost the ability to have rational discourse in the, in the, in 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 public or whatever. So I, I mean, that's unfortunate, but like if you you know, I'm like for me, I'm like I don't give a fuck about all that chaos on the side. I got my fucking analysts. We're on top of it. We 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 look at we follow the data and the research reports, and we make you know. We make decisions based on that, on yeah. the latest information. And when the information and the data changes, I change. That's a yeah. trader's lifestyle. I change when the data changes, you know? And so yeah. that's the way, that's the way uh, um, I approach it.
0: Right. I, but absolutely. Uh, All right. I just want to follow up. I will say this, this that We're the right.
1: understanding of COVID has gotten better and better. And therefore, the treatment options, both immediate and prophylactic options, have extended and therefore, the risk to you and the world should be going down as long as people don't behave like idiots. You know what I mean?
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we do we want to make sure we get we there are a lot of questions. So let's let's make sure we yeah, take yeah, a get on here for the questions, Bill. You and I you and I talk all the time. Let's let's get to what Let's get what they want to know here. So we got. Scott, let's give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah, let's go through it. Um, what's the biggest buy-in cash game you ever played, blind-wise? Actually, that's interesting. I actually think I know, but I'm not sure if I know. Uh, two, two K, four K, two K, four K. That's pretty. That's pretty large. So yeah, that's uh. Actually, I the large the largest game I ever played. We played one K, two K. Do you remember that? We were watching a movie uh at a movie theater it's in mal-, in mal it was like during uh in somewhere in California yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. over, drove over I thought it was gonna be like two four and it was one K two K and I actually cooler, you. I don't know if you remember this hand. You remember this?
1: No, no, but i do d don't don't bring it back. Let's go to the next question. Right, yeah, that was that was that
0: was <laughs> <laughs> I got you. You've coolered me and I've coolered you. The biggest pot I've won and lost is, uh, is against you. Um, what was the impulse for the book? You kind of you covered this. This is uh, over your doctor, correct? You're, you, you, you're, yeah. You're
1: uh, no, your I doctor. mean, I, like people, I mean, the, the doctor kind of like the, the, the final straw, but the, really the impulse is like really, uh, you know, my, my biggest fantasy is saving a life. And my worst nightmare is actually accidentally taking a life. Like I have, like I never, ever, ever drive if I've had a drop of alcohol. I'm like so paranoid of like accidentally hitting somebody or killing somebody. And and I and you know, I I my fantasy is to be the hero and save somebody's life. And I think that by having people not waste their life energy, hours of their life working and then and then then dying and not having those hours of life, I actually feel like I'm a saving their lives. You know, I'm saving a portion of their lives, and so. That's the impetus. That's the real impetus.
0: Absolutely. I got a question live here. Pat B. Winkle, asking about what position did you play in football? I said safety or free safety. I know you're running back, correct? 22, BP 22. No, well,
1: in, in, high school, I, in high school, I was a flanker back and running back. And then I was like a uh, um, uh, tight end. But in college, I played the bench and I played the bench very well. But I was a defensive back. I was a cornerback. I should have been a safety because I was – I should have been a strong safety because I was too slow to be any other thing. Maybe I I would have been off the bench a couple times had I not been in that position.
0: You described my college athletic career as well. I also was too slow. I was a center mid and and on the bench. Very comfortable. Honestly, being a bench on an athletic division one team is a pretty good spot. You get to hang out. You're part of a thing. You get to (laughs) to stay in shape and you get to party. You don't have to worry. You're not getting tossed in the game. You know, I I, I think I should have been in
1: soccer because in football, you still get your ass kicked in fucking practice, but yeah, go ahead. I have
0: got that one right. Um, What is uh, any, any current bets? What is your next bet? I mean, you're known for, you've had some unbelievable prop bets, Uh, uh, the Jamie Staples stuff was really exciting. They went one for two. I guess the second time around. I think you actually you got that one right. The body fat percent, but they they got the other one. What what? Any current bets for yourself or that No, I think
1: mean, uh, I and Tony are going to do just basically uh, a five day a week workout. If you don't work out, hundred dollar penny. Uh, 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 you know, for each one you don't do it, just an hour. It's got to be a legitimate workout, not just me on my phone in the gym like I like to do sometimes. You know what I mean? And so that's that's one. It's it's a small one, but it's it's definitely enough staying. I have a I have a uh, a bad habit, it's kinda nasty uh, with Lara that every time I don't brush my teeth at night, it's five hundred dollars. So if I just crash to bed without brushing my teeth, five hundred dollars. Okay. I have a no texting and driving. Uh, yeah, people are like, What? You don't brush your teeth? Sometimes, you know, you don't do it. And she's like
0: you got yes, to yeah, that that, that, so, no. pay for that. They gotta,
1: you got to <laughs> pay, pay. She's like, You got to pay for that one. So we, we have a bo- both ways, either one. Like, if you just, like, oh, am too tired or whatever, you know, you know what I mean? That happens. Um, yeah. I got also a $500 per time, per incident, no texting bet with Antonio. Mm-hmm. No texting and driving. Yeah. That's an issue. It's, yeah, uh, that's,
0: um, that's a big problem for a lot of people. That is dangerous shit right there. Talk about Yeah. yeah.
1: I've been talking to Dan about rowing across the Atlantic. Not me, him doing it. Yeah, oh, we trying is, to
0: tell them. me about that. That is out. Uh, that seems absolutely batshit. What is that a real thing? That it.
1: it's bat shit. I'm, I'm just gonna drop it. Go to the next question. He's not gonna. Is batshit crazy? There are people who do it. There's like a rowing the Atlantic society, you know? It's funny. Like, you think of these crazy bets, like, oh, do this, and the next thing you know, there'll be like some society that does that. shit.
0: You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Seems like he's got yeah, the building.
1: So mean, so so
0: you throw the sharks oh, in there and all the other stuff, man. I don't know. I, I don't know how that no, all works, but yeah, I guess I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like the ice swimmer. Like I just found out, like, you know, we were watching Titanic and be like, Oh man, that'd be crazy. You dive for 28 minutes. I said, I bet you this, like how much for you to swim in like 40 degree weather or whatever. And then we found out there's a guy who swam like five miles in ice water. Like he's an ice water swimming champion. Like the the craziest shit is out there. Anyway, next question. All
0: right. Um, where's the most interesting place or special place you have so far visited and would go again and again, what's your favorite spot?
1: Wow. So, I, I mean, I, it was really safari for me. It was like magical. It was like, it was like an existential thing being a safari. It's really hard to describe, you know, I had a lot of people tell me about it, but once I was like in the cradle of civilization in nature, just seeing like this, it was really, really, really special to me. Um, doing that. And that was in Tanzania and, um, um, I forget, <laughs> but Tanzania basically, uh, on yeah. safari. Um, Ngorongoro Crater and the, that that area, but and and also in Rwanda, in Rwanda at Volcanoes National Forest, you go hiking up the mountain and you you see a gorilla family. You hang with the gorillas and it's just it was just it, it just stole my heart. um That's cool. That's yeah, it, super cool. super magical. Yeah.
0: Um, how did you come up with the title "Die with zero Well, I mean,
1: it, it, it just you know there was a lot of debates like you know it was like optimize your life, all these kind of like. Theories. And like the, the the whole point is is like die with zero regrets. You know what I mean? But the one way you die with zero regrets, you know, one of the things you do, there's other things you do in the book, is you end with zero money. Right. You use all your resources, everything you got, and you convert it into the crap you want. And, and I don't mean stuff like physical crap. I mean, like experiences. And I shouldn't use crap, like the stuff of life, like the experiences you want. And so. It's jarring, you know what I mean. It's kind of like die with zero. It's the point. Like, you, let's be rational. Let's use our, our our resources to get what we want out of life. And I, I just felt like it was like, pow, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It does give you a little, it. The other way to optimize your life. It's like, all right, that's kind of interesting. But die with zero is a, sort of like makes you think. Like, all right, wait, what does that mean? And why? And really, it seems. Yeah, people don't like to think about death. You know. Yeah, people, yeah don't, people think the ride goes forever, and it doesn't. Yeah, um, we'll talk about some hobbies or, or things that, like, I want to shout out, uh, Jason Koontz and, and Evan Mathis with sports card collectible stuff and and that. Does that is that something that you were we're getting into we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, stuff. Is I'm that, definitely getting
1: that? into it. Definitely getting into it. I mean, listen, I talk about the memory dividend in the book and like how companies have have cashed in on that. And and one of, one of you know the market for uh, sports cards and stuff like that. You know, there's an element of the memory dividend in that. We, like we, the collectors, the people that have created these wonderful memories and done these records, et cetera, we collect them. Right. And, and especially significant events like, you know, I'm big on um, I'm just going to say Coons might kill me, but I'm big on um, um, Jackie Robinson. You know, first guy to cross a color, color barrier. And then I'm also big on like Yao Ming. Right. So, I don't want anybody to think I'm racist because it's all, you know, he's a black guy. Like, Yao Ming, first right. Chinese basketball player ever. Yeah. There's a billion Chinese, you know, there's a billion Chinese people. Like, how could you not have that card in your repertoire? You must right. have a Yao Ming. Yeah. You know?
0: You should have, and, if and like, cards, you should have a Yao out of respect. Yeah. Of your- I
1: know people like it. And then there's other cards out there. Like, there's all kinds of other cards, like, you know, the Jordans of the world that has flown around. And so I think, you know, they look at it from all the guys, like, from a, um, a statistical standpoint, like this guy did this, this guy was rookie year, this or whatever. I look at it from a historical standpoint, like who was the first X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like who was the first guy to whatever? I think those are important nostalgic cards that, you know, that people have memories on that. If you pick up these right cards at the right price, you're going to make some money. Right. It's That's gotten hot. Funny. I
0: mean, Gary V the...
1: me on my cards though, Jeff.
0: Yeah, no, I know it's, it's uh <laughs> it, it's fun. It is a fun hobby. Um, what is the most important trait for success? Give me something you think that for someone to be successful in whatever they're doing, what, what's an important trait to have? I
1: I, I think it's uh, I I think stoicism uh, is is the key. The ability to control your at your emotions uh, is, is and 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 be balanced. I I think I used to think it's like oh you got to be the smartest guy in the room, you got to be a whatever and blah blah blah. And I I I have people who maybe you know. I either through contract or direct employment hire super wizards are smarter than me and in anything, whatever, but they are not the boss. And then so I think it's like that ability to manage your emotions and that ability to take risk yeah. to be like, I am willing to take risk. If you are not willing to take risk, it's really hard to be successful. I mean, it's a simple formula. Risk equals reward. Right. It's a probabilistic thing. It's not like, oh, I take this risk. I guarantee you get the reward. But the rewards are equal to the risk you take in, in general. I mean, yeah, there's some people that take no risk and get the silver spoon, blah, 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 whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and your situation without the silver fucking spoon going out there and making it. It's like you got to control your emotions and be stoic about it so your mental mind is always working and you're making proper risk reward decisions and you got to be able to fucking come up and take some big risks. You know, if we're talking about the success level I'm talking about but you know, there's another version of this and that's like the ability to be kind and be happy because success is like your happiness, your ride right? And, And so you got to be able to sometimes that's an emotional risk like Say I love you first. Be right. forgiving and have the courage. That's a risk. You know what I mean? Involume. Taking that risk, of courage, and 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 opening up your heart. And that you know, like that's like uber success, right? Like you know, just being happy and being in a, in a loving relationship and 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 stuff like that. And so, don't just think about risk in terms of like money. You know what I mean? There's there's all kinds of other risks and 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 success because you're going to define your success. And you know, going back to the other part which I was talking about, which was uh, the ability to manage mm-hmm. emotions or be stoic, is yeah that you know when something comes in, you bad event happens in a relationship that you can react with kindness instead of anger, which is like a big thing. Right? Like it's, it's it's like oh my, I'm a guy. Like you know, guys. You know, guys are upset, they react with anger. They're hurt, they react with anger. You know what I mean? They're angry, they act with anger. They're, they're, they're confused, they're, they react with anger, you know? And, and yeah. you know, that's been my experience, you know, for men. And then women, you know, at least in my experience, you know, generally, especially my girls, like, they're happy, they cry. They cry, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. You know, they cry. Whatever. And so like, they, they, their emotions, you know, so like, if I could make my first reaction kindness of and I'd be so much for it would be ridiculous.
0: You cut out the last the the last bit. You your uh, connection cut if out. If
1: I could cut out my first re- my my first reaction, if I could change my first reactions when things go wrong from to kind of be further and life.
0: Okay, I I, I I it chopped up a bit, but I did. I I caught what you're saying. I agree with you. And we actually have someone in the chat saying, "How am I supposed to be positive when I'm surrounded by negativity?" I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, like,
1: I mean, well, I mean, you can work on changing your mind, but with things that help change your mind and your mindset is changing your environment and work, work your ways to cut whatever you can out of that negativity, whether people, process, or your location. If you can't do that, then you have to change your mindset and realize, like, the arc of your life, this doesn't matter. I need to get into your, into a certain mindset. And I'm not like the expert on changing your mindset. I would really recommend, like, other people on that besides me, I would read the four agreements that's a great resource. I would yeah. like check out Tim ferris's uh speaks. These are great resources there are other great resources, but like you have choices you know what I mean um yeah. I believe that people have choices and you know there, there's something that you can change in small ways that will slowly get you out of that negativity uh, uh trap but you know you know one thing that you do is like Go to the experts and the resources and the people on that. I am not the expert expert, but they're out there. And so I, I'm pointing you to some people who, you know, I would go to Tim Ferriss and be like, hey, Tim Ferriss, like what you know what I mean? Or read his stuff. He's probably got it all printed out there, you know?
0: Yeah, that that uh that that's true. I want to ask about the the proposal. You just got you just got engaged. Quite a ring. We saw the, the Instagram. It looked like a fairy book, fairy tale situation. Were you nervous for that? Or was that like all, was that just like, is that pure joy for you? Or were you kind of like, I mean, how, how was that experience? You know, the, the whole thing. You got I mean,
1: I, I was only nervous to make it right, right for her. You know what I mean? Like she, she, Hopefully is only gonna have one proposal. You know what I mean? Like actually, no, that's not true because I'll probably kick the bucket uh 20 years, 20 something years before her. So she's gonna have another man in her life, you know, one day, (laughs) hopefully, because I don't want her to be alone for the last 20 something years of her life. But for this one at this time period in this bucket, I wanted it to be right. And so, you know, it was I always say romance is planning. Passion is spontaneity, but romance is planning. And so, you know, I planned it out to the minute you know what I mean, with alarms and setting it up and I wanted it to be really nice and, and I wanted it to be happy and I wanted it to be something that she could be, remember, so if like I died in a plane tomorrow or whatever, you know, I met up that she would look back fondly on that period. And so, that was the only part that made me nervous is that I, I wanted to I wanted to show her that I cared about her, to, her total experience. You know what I mean? It's even like in business, right? Like I was just watching some video of like Jeff Bezos, he says, "1999," he was like, "We are rent- relentlessly concerned with the customer experience, the great customer experience. Well, I'm relentlessly concerned with my lover's experience. You know her, her proposal experience. So I, I tried to make it within my resources and what was reasonable, so, you know as great as possible, without being too ostentatious or whatever to like to find that balance. And so I was relentlessly concerned without having a great experience, and I, I think it went well.
0: Yeah, I would say that's uh, when well is putting it lightly. Uh, what uh what kind of business would you start if you were at zero? If Bill Perkins, forget like just say someone out there is watching, they don't have anything going. I guess it depends what their 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 passion, their skill set is, but is there any business that you think is sort of underrated or if you were like, Man, if you ever thought like if I was starting right now and just wanted to get going and with online, there's so many things that seems like online that are possible. What what would be some advice someone who's trying to get it going that doesn't have much? Yeah.
1: Access? I, I mean, I'm, you know, it's it, it's kind of hard because it's hard to take me out versus context. Like, I might be thinking historically, like, you know, oh, but I'm looking backwards, not forwards, as, as other people doing. But one thing I am constantly doing, and I have this, like, project with, like, uh, AI and old newspaper ads and pulling out runaway slaves. I have AI and satellite photos and, 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 and trying to, like, uh, track oil and gas movements and ship movements and all this other kind of stuff, like, programming ai algorithms that business or that field is just it's exploding and i'm constantly having a new finding a new opportunity if i can program it code it etc so i am constantly in need for a coder you know what i mean Data analysis, etc. Like people who can turn these thought processes into algorithms and code, and have the machine run it fifty times, fifty thousand times faster and better, and, and learn. You know, so learning machine learning and programming, you know, is 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 something that I think I would get into now. You know, like I, I, as a matter of fact, um, somebody suggested to me, like I, I have this like huge AI program on ship tracking, right, moving LNG ships that we have internally, and somebody's like. Would you ever just quit and just like offer it as a service? I thought that's not actually a bad idea. You know, very, very that could be a business line that I went into, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I we have I have some good guys and they wanted to learn programming. I gave them the, the rope to go experiment and 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 now we're hiring more programmers. And you know, we just I just like coding. Like this whole book I wrote, we got a program going on. Like you know, we got programmers and then we wrote our program. Then we brought in these other guys who optimized the program and made it run faster, so you didn't have to wait. 30 40 minutes for the output to come out, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was just, it's just like, it's just everything, everything, read, every, like people, you know, it's just taking over every single field, applying kind of these concepts to whether it's medical, biology, mining, oil and gas, intelligence, you know, whatever it is, it's just, it is the, it's just pervasive, all consuming, et cetera. And then I got the other thing is like VR or AR which is also programming, you know what I mean? <laughs> like everything everything that like I, I, I think about, you know, self-driving cars, programming, you know what I mean? Like, you know, VR, AR headsets and, and, and augmented reality, programming, you know what I mean? Like
0: it's, right.
1: you know, intelligence, machine learning, programming, trading, programming, uh, playing poker, programming, learning, you know what I mean? Like teaching you how to learn how to play chess. Like it's just everywhere. Right. And so- I could be yeah. dead effing wrong. I'm not like the best futurist, you know. There's there's guys out there at Singularity University and and places like that who I think have a a, a better pulse on it. But that's that's just my take.
0: For sure. What what about upcoming poker plans? Right now, Party Poker 100 million guaranteed. WPT stuff going on. You're vacationing, you're partying, you're in, you're in the the region of Europe at the moment. What are do you have any plans for online or live? I guess no, because who knows what's happening. But do you have any do you have any online plans or are you just, I mean you're not you're yeah, not planning yeah.
1: I, I actually got into it. I mean, this is the problem. This is actually like you guys are gonna be like, what a fish. I actually got into this like small warm up tournament yesterday. Don't
0: I already know. You blinded out, you just left.
1: Yes, exactly. You already know what happened. You know, the I end know. of the story
0: before you've, you've asked me so many times you've done this before and you're like, I, and then you do this and you just got to go, which, Hey, listen, I get it, but I, it's definitely not normal. You're probably in the, the 0.01% of people that would un, just play and leave. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just like yeah. yeah, I think there's other people. They're like, oh shit, I gotta go home, or my kids at the baseball game, and they get like they get out of there, or they they don't just do that. They don't just blind out. They just play in a way like, oh, if I triple up, well, they normally get busted or something like that, right? Right. They play crazy like big stack to make it worth it, or they go home, right? Right. Um, It's just that like you know the 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 things I want out of this life bucket, right? Um, I'm doing them right, and I I love poker and I want to play it, but you know tournaments are three day affairs sometimes or whole day affairs and. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on a, I'm on a yacht off the coast of Greece. In, yeah, you know it's what I mean? Poker so it's time like, right now for sure. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's just, it's like not poker this. time. Um, I'm really hoping live,
0: and I, I prefer live poker. That's a question. You know, I just, nice. We're chalking off a question in there right now. You like live more?
1: I love live more, and so uh, um, I'm really uh, hopeful that it comes back uh, soon next year and then and, and then um or, or or sooner and then and then i can start making plans for it you know but it, it just doesn't make sense like if it's not a live tournament which i love so much and online goes down it doesn't make sense for me to take hours on my day to focus on that when i could be like you know biking around this island and doing something like that
0: of course of course makes sense tell me a bit about your 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 50th i got a picture here pretty pretty epic you were playing richard branson see dan there playing in, in a match what uh what was that like for you to be able to do that, to put the 50th? I think we've talked about this before, but I just want to, you know, in terms of life experiences, being able to put this on your family, friends from different generations, you know, you had a college buddies, new friends, poker friends, other friends, every family members, everyone there. What was that like to be able to, uh, to do that for your 50th?
1: I mean, it's heaven. I mean, it's like really, really, really fortunate, you know, and, 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 you know, yeah, I got to do it in a big way on an island, but like I see people doing that, you know, in a picnic in their local park, you know, they got the grandparents, their friends, the college buddies, and they're, they're just, you know, taking the time and making the effort to create a special moment and create memories, you know, and experiences. And so, yeah, was it, was it like, Look, was it epic to do it like over the top and be on a beautiful island and beautiful setting? It was great, but people do it in beautiful parks all the time, et cetera. And so, you know, the key point is that those people came together to uh, celebrate life and and my life, and 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 that was great. And I, I, I you know, I effing loved it. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, it didn't have to be there. You know what I mean? It didn't have to be there. It could have been. It could have been anywhere. Um, you know, I've been in the middle of the desert, freezing my ass off with dudes and, and had, you know, lifetime experience and great experiences, you know? And so, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I I made it to 50. I don't know. I used to have a fatalistic idea that I would never make it past 30, you know, uh, in Jersey city. And so it's just really, you know, when I look at my life today, just, I'm so grateful. It just seems so improbable. And I'm so glad that I was delusional enough to at least try, you know, and I tell people like that, like, what, what do you got to do to be successful? I'm like, leverage and delusion. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You just have to believe that you can do it. Absolutely. Or you just won't even try. You know what I mean? Like, if all the fish and all the salmon didn't think they can make it upstream and then they just wouldn't swim, there'd be no, 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 no more salmon. You know what I mean? Because it's it's fucking hard to make it up to the top. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a delusional thing to think you can swim upstream a river. There's bears and bullshit. All the bears are eating you, and then, you know you get exhausted or whatever. And they, you know they 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 do it. You know some of them do it. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of failures, but you know.
0: Uh, for sure. What, tell me about producing movies. You've done we I, we've Cat Run. I remember we got. There's been some cameos. Some of us got to be in. What's your upcoming? Movie appetite? Are you any any production on the the horizon at the moment?
1: No, I you know I was actually trying to work on a script on a uh, the biggest uh, this hijacking of a, a slave ship uh, Harrington and Aruba I it and I was trying to like get it written. But then COVID hit, and then you know you know all these other things hit, and I was looking for a couple scripts because I was looking to get back into it. I thought I was going to get some free time, I'd be able to like get on a set, etc., and do it, and so. Uh, and I just came into some discretionary income, and it was on my bucket list of like making like a a a powerful, impactful, but enta- entertaining story. But um, you know, just life life comes at you yeah. fast. You know what I, I mean? And you I, know, I all production shut down.
0: I was just thinking about this right now. The first of all, the name's amazing. What what are we do? What are we talking about, Bill? What do you you got to produce? Die with zero. That could be. It's a great title, and you could actually illustrate what that means have someone you could even do it yeah. in like two, yeah. what about two roles what about someone that's super wealthy and someone that's just getting by and show and show what that looks like from two perspectives that like we might have you write screenplays i like, was the... yeah i like that i like that idea that <laughs> title's as hell i mean it's there's, there's
1: a book called uh, A New Earth written by um, Eckhart Tolle. I, I don't know if people are familiar with Eckhart, whatever, but he has this whole kind of like losing your ego, whatever. We were working on that for like two years trying to get the rights to convert the concept in his book into a movie. So it's it's definitely possible. It's out there. Yeah. It's a, a lot of work. And um, But, you know, making a movie is like, I, I tell people it's like having a baby. Like, there's so much work that goes into it. So you really need to you know, for me, I need to attach myself to something that I'm really into, you know what I mean, that I'm really passionate about for me to go, you know, go ahead and, and, and go down that path because it's,
0: it's, it's intense. Full undertaking. Um, full undertaking. undertaking. Uh, I know we're running low on time here. We'll take a few more. You got, you, how much more time do you have? A few Five minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah, I got go? like, I got like seven minutes and then I got to hop. <laughs> Seven. We'll take the seven. We'll take the full seven. Um, Gal Fun challenge continuation. What's going on with that? I don't even know where that's yeah. at. I know you played a little yeah,
1: yeah. definitely want to challenge that. I definitely want to continue with that. I think my last session was kind of like my worst session, you know, and uh got into like a little bit of an overcalling situation. And I was trying to push a couple of edges, but I definitely want to continue that. Um problem is is traveling. You know, am I in a spot where it's legal for me to play? Yada, yada, yada. Like there's all yeah. these things like, you know, getting okay. onto it. He's traveling. He had other challenges going on, but that's that's definitely happened. I'm not gonna skate on the guy, that's for yeah. sure. I definitely want him, you know, I, I'm a fan of of poker and I'm a fan of people trying to uh, support the game of poker and I'm a fan of poker sites. I really hope um, you know, that platform grows and helps bring other people into it, et cetera. And the, I think the Galfon challenge is something that like captures people's uh, imagination and 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 desire to learn about the game and have fun, you know, battle it up. So,
0: absolutely, but. absolutely, okay. And uh, some great questions. What about what have you learned from the book? What what's some something that you learned while doing this book? Maybe that you hadn't thought about before, or just was
1: oh, there's a lot of things. So, I mean, you learn about the book world. Like the book world is small. Like it's very shocking how few books are sold. You know what I mean? Like. There's a lot of titles out there, but actual sales and the number of books that are it's sold, it's really, it's really disappointing, actually. Um, I learned something about my family. I thought my dad was on the 59 Rose Bowl team. He was on the 59 Rose Bowl team in 59, he, but he didn't play in the Rose Bowl. He was on the Big Ten championship team. Mm-hmm. So, like, researching some of the things about my family um, when I put it uh, out there. I learned some things about that. Um people's reactions i really learned a lot about like when i was doing the book i did surveys in the office about my concepts and their and their reactions and just talking i learned a lot about people's fears you know mm. their 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 resistance to this concept right and and it's it's generally i it, i think it's pretty safe to say it's not a rational thing right people fears are they're irrational because lch is the rational optimization and so it's like why are people Rejecting this, right? What is their rational rejection of it? And and really it's their fears, you know? And 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 you know, what I what I've gone through the book is I try and quantify their fears for them so they can realize what the trade-off is so they can make a rational decision. Because I'm not gonna say, hey, don't have this fear, go do this. I'm gonna say, hey, at least understand what this fear is costing you. And then then make a decision, right? Don't just duck your head and say, I'm afraid, right? And so you know, I learned I learned I learned a lot about uh, people's fears and their perceptions right in this book.
0: Um, very interesting. And and give me what a success would be for you in this book, because obviously I think it's safe to say you're going to change people's lives. Some some people, someone will jolt at least, if not you know, hundreds, thousands, hopefully more. What would be a success? Is it selling the X amount of well, copies? I, well, I, I would change the
1: culture like I would change the culture. Of, of, of this world. Like you would not see people. You just would not hear of people waiting to the die to give money to their loved ones, which is absolutely asinine. Like, I'm yeah. just going to go out, you know, usually on podcasts and stuff, you try and be polite. You don't go out there. I'm just like, it's fucking asinine. You know what I mean? You, your kids should be not getting money. Your heirs when they're 60, when you die. <laughs> you that know what I mean? Sense. That's not the optimal time to be giving the money. They're like, Oh, Ma, what about your kids? I'm like, You're not giving money to your fucking kids when they're 62. They're not fucking kids. They're almost, you know what I mean? They're almost at Social Security to damn self. Like half their life is gone. Their their health is deteriorated. They can't really convert that money into experience. So, I mean, that culture I would change the culture of like people just on autopilot, wasting their life, trying, you know, increasing their wealth in their 60s, 70s, 80s, not starting a party. And when I change one person's life like that, I change all their loved ones around them because they have different experiences and they invest in those experiences. And also, I get their money from under the mattress of these people that have money, especially in the upper wealthy class. And as they convert that into experiences, it it diffuses into the economy, into other people. You know what I mean? All the service providers that help them have those experiences. Travel agents, hiking guides. You know what I mean? Restaurants. Whatever it is that they, they choose to do, that money gets converted into experience, but it doesn't disappear in outer space. It just goes into somebody else's pocket. Right. And so if you were going to say, oh, Bill Perkins, if you like, this is obviously ludicrous, but Bill Perkins' book changed the velocity of money in the United States of America. That would be like the wildest success ever. Wow! And what that means is the speed of which money circulates through the economy actually changed. Because of this book going into the culture,
0: that's yeah. You know, that's
1: that powerful, right? People it like living like their lives.
0: I'm so, telling you, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Because honestly, I read the book. I love it, and just from knowing you for almost a decade now, at nine years, you know. I know like you've impacted my life so profoundly just in the way you, you approach things and do things. So, you know, to me, it's not just that you're one of my best friends and I want this book to do well. And, you know, I did buy 500 copies already. I'm going to buy more given away. I I just think it's one of those things. I think that's possible. I genuinely believe it's possible. So I I hope that everyone does check it out. There's, you know, as you mentioned, get on Amazon, you can basically get anywhere. You can order it. You can get it. You can order a hard copy, uh, soft copy. I'm giving away anyone who's on the chat today. If you guys come into my Twitch show in about an hour, I'll be on, I will give you a signed copy of Bill's book. If you were, if I see your name here, we're going to take some screenshots. There's, there's a bunch of you on here live We'll give a signed copy of Bill's book to you. We'll have it mailed to your house and Bill will sign it. So, uh, Bill, I think we have to, I think you got, you got more interviews here in Croatia you're living right now. Yeah. I, I got diaper duty and then, uh, and then going live. <laughs> on Twitch. So different time, but, uh, Bill, uh, always a treat, always a pleasure. Anything else you want to, you want to leave us with anything else other than book out tomorrow? Uh, any other no, I was booking out tomorrow?
1: And I would just like, uh, you know, um, one of the things I've been on It's kind of like off message, you know, it's um actually it's on messages like kindness. I've been really thinking about kindness. You know, you guys go out there and be kind to each other. You know? this is powerful. And, and live your lives.
0: Live your lives in kindness. All right. Yeah. And and last thing, though, I do have a let me just click here. Give me the the uh we're gonna do the retweet here for a hundred nine dollar party poker ticket. So you tell me, let me see, it's on the screen, it's here, we're loaded up. You tell me when someone's gonna get the ticket. Maybe they parlay it and and, and that chance to not die was really? tell me when. Two, one, bam, <laughs> boom! Right there, someone's got the 109 coming to them. We're gonna let Bill ride off on that mega yacht, whatever you got going there. It's uh, it looks wild, beautiful background. Thank you for joining us. Uh, congrats to Ehor who won the Ehor. I don't know from how that one. Congrats, Bill. Thank you for your time. Great to catch up. We'll see you soon. Good luck on the book, and everyone, check it out. Buy a copy and and uh, tweet at Bill when you buy it. So let him know you got it. Thank you very thank, much.
1: Thank you guys. Appreciate right. it
0: much love bill perkins we'll see him soon guys follow him all the socials check his book out and we'll be back for another podcast on thursday with puya at 12 p.m eastern so have a great day and thanks for bill again as always a very enlightened conversation thanks for listening to this episode it was brought to you in partnership with party poker go to partypoker.com to play tournaments cash games and improve your poker game make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes